So as I shared before, um, before we baptized Loic, baptism is this picture of death and resurrection, and it's really a picture of Jesus' own journey um, through Good Friday into Easter Sunday. He's already made his mind up. Good lad. Like that. Um, what I find fascinating is that it seems everybody I know wants to experience resurrection. So they want something fixed. They want something put back together. They want the finances or the job or the relationships or the body or the health or whatever. They kind of all want it fixed. And I guess resurrection is the ultimate fix, really. But here's the thing about Easter and baptism. Before you can be resurrected, you've got to die. And before you can be raised out of the water, you've got to go under the water. And what I find really interesting is how many people want resurrection, but how few people are willing to embrace death. Oh, we're having it back already. Okay, very good. We've already decided this is good. Um, so loads of people want resurrection, but not many people seem to enjoy dying, which is weird because I think dying's fantastic. No, I do. And, and I'm not just talking about physically dying, although I don't know about you, but I, I know Jesus, so I'm never going to die. I just am going to die. I know my body's going to stop working. It already is. It's, you know, my bones are a bit creaky, and I, when I go like this, it goes, and it creaks and all that. But, but actually, the, the me, the me, my personality, my spirit, the person that I am, that's not going to die. It's just going to go and straight away be with Jesus, and I'm going to get to meet people who I never had a chance to meet. How exciting is that? I mean, I think it's fabulously exciting. Don't worry, I'm not trying to get out of here. I love this place and I love being here, so I'm not, I'm not wanting to go anywhere. I'm just saying that I'm not scared about it when it happens to me. But I don't really want to talk about the physical side of it because I want to talk about dying the way the Bible talks about dying and share with you why we'd be better off if we learned to embrace and celebrate dying more and more. You see, Easter and baptism is a story of death and resurrection. It's not just a story about resurrection. Good Friday is not a place that you kind of quickly get through to get onto Easter Sunday and the good bit. Good Friday is the good bit. And the story of Easter is the story of any person who wants to fully live life. Because there's nothing powerful about hope until you've understood despair. And there's nothing, it's not possible to experience the fullness of resurrection until you've embraced death. And a life lived in the kingdom of God is a life lived in the knowledge and reality that we will have to die in many times and many ways. Now, I'm not talking physically. I'm talking about dying to some things that are not good to you. Because at some point, Loic decided, and Jesus met him, and he felt like it was Jesus in this dream, and he went, okay, I'm, I'm going I'm to commit my life to Jesus now. He took a moment when he had to die to what he thought was the best way of doing things. He thought there were all these different ways, but then he met this wonderful man called Jesus and realized he had to actually go, okay, I'm going to do this. So the first death is to go, okay, I'm going to die thinking I know all the best ways to do things, and I'm going to recognize there might be a man who made me and created me and wrote a book about how you can have a fantastic life and actually do that. So there's always a death involved, but there's always a life as well. And this is a thing that I don't kind of understand because... So the journey of being a Christian is one that starts in death, but that's just the start of the journey. Because what Jesus offers, and what my and many others in this room have experienced, and what you've heard Loic talk about, is a transformed life. I know peace, stillness, quiet.
quiet, calmness, assurance, strength, hope, and joy in ways I never thought possible, and it's all because of Jesus. But in order to experience those things, and not just as a one-off experience, but as a continual living daily reality, I had to go through a number of deaths, which led me to a number of resurrections, which is why death's so fantastic, because then you get a resurrection. This is why death is wonderful. But sometimes we get so hung up about, oh, I've got to give this up, I've got to do this, God's telling me I can't do this anymore. But if you ask Loic whether any of those things he was up to actually brought him peace and joy and hope, and he'll say, did the Loic? Did, did any of those things when you, I mean, how terrible to go through your dad dying and your grandma dying with the space of eight weeks. That's trauma and pain. And of course, what we do when we go through trauma and pain is Loic, like everybody else, went, well, I don't want to feel that pain, so I'm just going to numb it then. Well, of course, that's what we do. But the problem is, when you're numbing something, it's still there. But the beautiful thing about Jesus is that when you go through, and so even that, there's a, there's a death to go through, which is like, okay, I'm going to acknowledge there's this thing here called pain and grief. And it feels like a death. But when you do that, then the peace and love and joy of Jesus can come in and actually not just numb it, but actually heal it. I mean, that's the message of Easter, that Jesus can heal your pain. You see, in Colossians 3.5, it says this. This is part of the Bible written by a guy called Paul. It says, so put to death anything that belongs to your earthly nature. And then it, get rid of your sexual sins and unclean acts. Don't let your feelings get out of control. Remove from your life all evil longings. Put to, stop always wanting more and more. See, this is the thing. When you go through that first death and say yes to Jesus, you get a new heart. And you start to feel the joy and sense of love that God has for you. But then you've got to go through a whole lot of other deaths because you think in a certain way and you believe in a certain way. And you believe all sorts of things about you and all sorts of things about the world around you and all sorts of things about the people around you. And even when you've gone through that first death and said yes to Jesus, that doesn't change. So you have to go through all these other deaths. But guess what? That leads to all these resurrections, which is why death is so fantastic. You see, this is this earth and nature. You see, it's a bit like, you see, on the inside of you, deep down, you were created by an incredible heavenly father who thinks you are utterly, astoundingly, amazingly fabulous. That's what he thinks about you. And there's a person on the inside of you that thinks that about him. And there's a person on the inside of you that thinks that about you. Honestly, there's, there's a person on the inside of you, and it thinks like it thinks that you are fantastic. It thinks you're amazing. It knows you're amazing. It knows you are loved. It knows you are secure. It knows you are significant. It knows who you are in this world, and it has a strength in it. But here's the thing. That got cloaked by this earthly nature that Paul talks about. It's a bit like there's a butterfly, but it's all enclosed in this, um, what's it called? The butterflies living before they come out. Chrysalis. Alyssa and I were in London Zoo earlier, was it this week? Yeah, Tuesday, this week, we were in London Zoo together, and there's a butterfly house. It's a bit scary, because they fly around and land on you and stuff, and I don't know why I got scared of butterflies, but I did. But anyways, <laughs> but some of them are quite big. They're, like, massive. But they have this, um, what's it called again, that thing? That's it. They have this, like, chrysalis incubator. So there's this big box, and there's all these chrysalises in there. And then you see some of them just breaking out. Well, that's like you. 
That's like you. You are in, God has got you in a, in a chrysalis incubator. And there's this incredible person on the inside of you that knows that they are loved. That knows that God loves them. That knows that they are loved by others. But there's all this thing, the Bible calls it your earthly nature, that like you're cocooned in. And so when I talk about dying and resurrecting, it's dying of that chrysalis that's on the outside of you. All the ways that life has had itself on you. All the difficulties you've gone through. All the things you've thought about. That's kind of cocooning you in the real you. And so there's got to be a death to those things. You see, God, God is not some sort of Amazon delivery driver on Prime Day, driving around dropping goodies through your door. He is like that, but first of all, you've got to break out of the chrysalis that he's got you in. And that's what I mean when I'm talking about death. And the reason I think dying is brilliant is because I know there is a surefire way to resurrection and more life. But dying, giving things up is tough. Now, kids, anybody want to give me back the 50p or anybody want to keep it? Okay, now, I'm, listen, this is how it's going to work, okay? So I'm not going to give anybody what's in my other pocket until you've all decided. So you're not going to hang back and look, all right? So, oh, Isaac's going to have it. And do you know what? If, you, if you're giving me it back, just come and sit here so I remember. Sit there, sit there, sit there. Oh, you're giving me it back. Okay, you're very trusting, are you? Wow. You don't even know what's in my pocket yet. It might be empty. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Stay sat down then. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Anybody else want to give theirs back? Okay. Do you want to go sit there? Do you know? Just, just wait there a little minute, and then we'll look in my pocket. All right. Just a little bit. Tell you what. You hold on to that. And then give me it back in a minute and we'll see what I've got, all right? There we go. I did think it might be a bit difficult, this bit. But it'll make a point. Okay. You see, this is a little bit of a picture of what life's like, isn't it? Because we don't like giving things up. You have something and it belongs to you. And, and I'm not talking about things. I'm talking about who you are. I'm talking about the ways you are. I'm talking about all sorts of bits of life. And we find it quite difficult to give it away. Even if what we have, we know doesn't do us any good, we still find it difficult to give away. Even if we, what we have is painful for us or causes pain to other people, we don't find it easy. It feels like we're giving part of ourselves away. And in truth, we are giving part of ourselves away. But really, you're not giving part of yourself away. You're giving part of this chrysalis away that is stopping you being who you are. That's going to allow this butterfly to come out even more. And this is the thing about death. It's a loss. When we've lived, every death involves a loss. And every time you choose to put to death anything that belongs to your earthly nature, it feels like a terrible loss. Even though you know the things you're giving up, your pride, your ego, your pain, your trauma, your addictions, your evil longings, they're not good for you. So right now, these kids are feeling the loss. They had something, and now they've got nothing. And they're patiently waiting, seeing whether Adam's going to deliver on his promise. Okay, but that's like it is with God sometimes. Because you don't know what you're going to get back, do you? This is why it's so difficult. Lots of people go, well, I'd rather the devil I know than the devil I don't. Or I'd rather the God I know than the God I don't. 
I'd rather not knowing God than the God I might know because I don't know what that means. That's where these kids are right now. They don't know what they're going to get back. They just know they had something and they've given it away. And they're desperately hoping that Adam might give them something good. But they do well. Listen to these words. We're going to get there. You're doing well. For if you choose self-sacrifice and lose your lives for my glory, you will continually discover true life. But if you choose to keep your lives for yourselves, you will forfeit what you will try and keep. You see, there's a moment in the Easter story when it appears all hope is lost. When death appears to have won, we call it Easter Saturday. There's a moment on Saturday when there's just nothing going on. Everything's been given up and nothing's been got back yet. There's this day when it seems like all hope is gone. The thing about dying is that we worry what we'll get in return. When it comes to deciding whether we want to choose Jesus or not, we're not quite sure what we're going to get back. When it comes to giving up some things that we've lived with for a long time that we know are not good for us, we wonder what we're going to get back. But here's the truth about the kingdom. Here's the truth about Jesus. When you die, you always get back much more in return. Who wants two pounds? Dan? Seth? There we go. There we go. Should we do a swap today? Two little ones or a big one? That one or those two? Two. Go on then, good lad. All right. And such is the grace of God. Anthony Gibbons used to be with us. Oh, that's fine. I don't really care. Did everybody get one? Oh. There you go, sweetheart. All right, did I get everybody? Okay, kids, fantastic. You can go back now. You see, to walk in the kingdom of God, to know Jesus... To know Jesus is to live a continual life of dying. That's what it really means to know and love Jesus. But dying, dying is not some sort of dark, lonely, self-afflicting place. I love it because I have seen what I get in return. And every time I give Jesus 50p, I get at least two pounds back. That's a metaphor, by the way. <laughs> Just in case you were wondering. But here's the thing. God has never shortchanged me. I have never gone, okay, Lord, I understand this arrogance in me, this pride in me, this insecurity in me, this fear in me. Although I've lived with it for, for 30 years or whatever it might have been, I've always received something way better back. I've never ever given him anything or given up anything or stopped anything. And even when I was 13 and decided to follow him, I've never regretted that moment ever. Because he's always kept giving good things to me. He's always kept giving me more back. But I understand that moment when you're going, okay, but I don't quite know what I'm going to get. But here's the thing with Jesus. You always, always, always get more back. Every time. There may be an Easter Saturday moment when there's a little wait. But in the end, you always get more back. Some... So maybe then, if you're praying about something or asking something, maybe the best question in prayer is not what do I want to see resurrected, but rather what needs to die. 
You see, we spend a lot of our time praying that God will fix this and God will fix that and God will fix the other. But actually, it's not about, I want my butterfly to break out. It's how can I break down this chrysalis? That's really the journey of what it means to know Jesus. Think of all the things that go on in our lives. And I mean, things that are internal to you. Think about the guilt you walk around with every day. Think about the sense of shame that you carry. The anxiety and fear that you live with. The pride and ego that get in the way of your relationships. The nagging sense that you're never good enough and will ever be worthy to be loved. All those things are not part of your original self. They're part of this earthly nature, this cocoon that goes around you. And of course, the the whole point of Christianity is not that you would go to church once a week and maybe read some of the Bible or pray every now and again. It's that you would be transformed inwardly. It's that your guilt, shame, anxiety, fear, pride, ego, and grief would die. And there is resurrection available in Jesus. There is new life. There is joy and hope and goodness and grace and mercy and kindness. It's all there. But first, there has to be some sort of death. There has to be a giving over. So dying is wonderful. Because for every 50p I give Jesus... I always get at least two pounds back. And the only things that Jesus asks you to die to are those things that are not helpful and good for you. He never, ever, ever would ask you to give up those things which he designed you to enjoy. He's not some sort of killjoy who wants to strip you of all the fun stuff. That's not a God I know or recognize. He's the God of the living, the God of full life, and the God of goodness and wholeness. And he will give you that if you are willing to die at that which is holding you back and smothering the beautiful life on the inside of you. Could you musicians just come back and uh, we'll sing Living Hope before we go, if that's all right. Before we go and you do whatever else you're doing on this beautiful Easter Sunday, I just want to give you a moment to consider whether that invitation of Jesus might be for you. Perhaps you've never known Jesus. Perhaps you've never thought about Jesus. But perhaps you might be feeling this morning bold enough to go, you know what, I'd quite like to explore this man called Jesus because he really is the most wonderful thing ever. And I'd just like to give you the opportunity to say, you know what, I am going to make my first death and I'm going to make a decision to choose to follow Jesus. But then I think there's probably others in the room who are fully aware of all the chrysalis parts of us and maybe some of us have got to take a leap into the unknown and so I'm not going to ask you to put your hand up or anything like that Uh, this is between you and, and God but what I would say is just as we sing this song in fact no let's not do that let's just um let's just all stand together if you're able if you could stand that'd be good let's just close our eyes a moment and if you would like to know Jesus more it's very simple because he's here as Loic rightly said all you've got to do is say Jesus I'd like to know you more that's all you've got to do and if you're fully aware that there is something that you know you've got to die to so something can be resurrected then again it's very simple you've just got to go Jesus I want this little bit of my chrysalis gone now I choose to die to it and I ask that your resurrection life might flow
Now there may well be more to it than that, but that's a great place to start. So let's just give ourselves a moment. And anybody that wants to take advantage of that can do in your own heart. Father, we want to thank you for Jesus. We want to thank you for Easter. We want to thank you for death and resurrection. And we want to thank you that you are our living hope, Father Jesus. That over 2,000 years after you died and rose again, there is hope in your name. There is health and healing and life and goodness in you, Father. And we want to thank you for that truth and the reality that we see outworked among us. In the name of Jesus. Amen.